0: Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome back to an episode after a very, very, very long time. So, yeah, you know, we go through these breaks and people have international breaks. We have our podcasting breaks that we take us well. But anyway, we're back today uh, and we're joined again uh, by Nishkan Sharma. welcome back
1: to the show. Thanks, Sareth. Uh, yes. Glad to be back after what's been a while.
0: It's been a long while. The last one was match day seven, from what I remember. So we're on match day 12 now. So we've been, I think, we covered two international breaks in the in midi- in the middle mm-hmm. as well. And welcome to Sagar, who's smiling right now. But uh, I'm sure you know because it's a Friday and not a Saturday or a Sunday. So you know, it's always smiles before the game. But <laughs> I don't know. But welcome to the show, yeah. Sagar.
2: Thanks, Troy. So glad to be back after two months. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we'll get into it. And normally we start with the games, but uh, Nishika, I will start with this one. I think this might be on the first weekends where we're having three new managers in uh, in 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 a, in a, in a, in a weekend. Uh, so we've got Eddie Howe at Newcastle. We've got uh, uh, what else? We've got? We got Dean Smith back in Norwich. Uh, he was as much just a couple of weeks ago, and we've got Steven Gerard at Aston Villa. What do you make of it? I mean, what do you, what do you think the expectations will be for the three managers? Not necessarily from this game this weekend, um, but just in general for the season or for their career? Yeah.
1: Well. I mean, you know, Villa haven't really performed, y- y- considering last season, they have really uh, underperformed, uh, you know, by that standards. So, I think they're what, like, uh, in the bottom half of the table, just like above the relegation zone. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't think uh, Gerard will be too much under pressure, right? They just want to survive and if if they finish in top half of the table, that'll be a great achievement for Steven Gerrard. So, but what I'm more excited about, you know, even though, in my opinion, there isn't much pressure on him, I would like to see how he does because he's a league winner. Right, Scottish League, he won with Rangers, and now he's applying his trade in one of the strongest, most competitive leagues in the world. So that's, uh, and it's definitely an experience that he needs to have if he want to, you know, get into uh, what I believe would be his dream job at Liverpool. So it's something uh, of a stepping stone for him. So, uh, yeah, I I just want to see how well he does, where he can I, I think Villa have quality in their sport. You know, they, they have uh, spent uh, on good players, india and uh, Dan- uh, Danans, uh from Southampton. So yeah. they have good players. Uh, they just need, uh, you know, to just gel in well. Uh, they have also, I mean, they bought uh, three, four new players. So obviously it. Uh, takes a bit of time for the squad chemistry to come through.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's that's uh, something uh, would that would be interesting to see how uh, Steven Gerrard manages it. Yeah. But given the fact that he did so well uh, with Rangers, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he should be able to keep them up and, and finish somewhere close to the top half of the table. right? Yeah. And the other new manager is Dean Smith. Well, not new, but in a new club yeah. obviously
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, he too had a good time I mean it did end on a bad note uh, the ending with Ashton Villa was you know not what he would have hoped and not definitely not what Ashton Villa fans would have hoped but he had a good season with them last year he he got them back into Premier League as well um, and uh, so you, you know he's, he's a good manager and I think Norwich uh, you know uh, have signed a good coach in, in him. Uh, I think, I still don't think Norwich will stay up. I think they're going to go down. But at least uh, if you see in a long-term, uh, if you take a long-term view, he, he's a good coach, even if they go down, it's probably the right man to bring them up. And and yeah, so I think uh, that would be interesting to see. And obviously then we have an um, Antonio Conte
0: no, well, actually, Eddie I How, think Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe, sorry,
1: yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, Eddie Howe. Antonio Conte has had few, uh, couple yeah, had of, a I couple think, of two games, games yeah. Uh, already. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie Howe again, yeah. I mean, he he's a proven coach. He has done well before, but between these three, probably he's the the underdog or or the least rated, I would say. Uh, He's been out yeah, for
0: so long.
2: Not
1: exactly the, the least rated, I would say. But uh, yeah, he was there for
2: quite a long time at yeah. Bournemouth, right?
0: Yeah, he was hmm. there he yeah. was at Bournemouth yeah. for a long time. And he, he has been out well, of the job uh, for a while. And, and, yeah, and if you he... look
2: at his uh, entire spell, you know, uh, in the first half, he was very good. At uh, you know, at certain point, uh, he was even uh, uh, touted as being, uh, uh, you know, success- succeeding uh, Asin Vengas. At uh, yeah. Arsenal, but somehow I don't. Uh, yeah, know I mean that that out.
1: probably was mo- more like a knee-jerk reaction because he did well for a season or two at Bournemouth. Yes. But, but from a Newcastle perspective, it's a good signing because e- yeah, you definitely, know, definitely. Even though they have like unlimited resources, uh, so to say, right now, yeah. but they're not a club that would just immediately go ahead and attract big names. So they need someone who can just steady the ship maybe help them finish, uh, you know, stay up uh, and and give some sort of consistency to their game.
2: I think that that would be the first priority,
1: yeah. to stay up. Yeah, yeah. to stay yeah. up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I think Eddie Howe is capable enough to do that. And especially, uh, you know, I, I, I'm expecting uh, uh, Newcastle to spend big, not on big names, but spend big in January in the sense that they need some, you know, some sort of, we have a lot of free agents, agents uh, who are going to come up in January. People like Insigne, and yeah. there are quite a few uh, whom who can be attracted, you know, with with a big paycheck. That new Insigne cas- hasn't
2: signed a new contract yet. No, he hasn't
1: yet. Wow. I mean, that's just an example. I mean, I'm saying yeah. there are some really good players well, Yeah, there's
0: Pogba, yeah. there's Lingard. Pogba, there's, there's, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a bunch <laughs> yeah. of... You, know, you, you have, have know people that, you like know,
1: Phil Jones as well, who, who would really, you know, Newcastle would probably do well signing a player of his experience and yeah. uh, caliber. So, you know, they need that kind, you know, th- th- those kind of players who can, uh, you, you know, kind of help them just steady the ship finish in top half of the table and gradually move up and then eventually they should be with their financial clout, be able to attract uh, big name coaches and big name players.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you said first priority should be to stay up. I think Newcastle's first priority would be to try and get a win uh, because they, yeah. <laughs> they, need to yeah, they haven't not won a game, a single game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And But they're still second from bottom. Norwich is still worse off, even though they won a game. But anyway, that's just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird situation, isn't it? But uh, I mean, we'll see well, Newcastle being Bedford. So that should be an opportunity for them to get a win. Uh, now it's City opening Sp- Southampton. By the way, Dean Smith's last game for Aston Villa was also against Southampton. So <laughs> I'll be a little bit of a nice way to, to get to welcome back. Uh, and then I think, and uh, well, I believe Aston Villa are playing Brighton, which might be tough uh, because Brighton are doing quite well. But uh, yeah. we shall see I mean, what will happen there. Uh, we've got to talk about players as well, but let's, let's go through the games. We'll start off with the big one, actually, uh, to, tomorrow. Leicester City against Chelsea. I mean, that is a game that uh, is important for, 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 for all reasons. Uh, the saga, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, uh, I know a lot of it is just, you know, baseless rumors and you got to kind of be careful about that what would the mentality, what the mindset be of the Leicester players and you hear about Rogers being linked with Man United, you know, with other jobs? Do you think it kind, of kind of puts a little bit of, uh, maybe not pressure, but probably puts them off a little bit, unsettles, unsettles the players a little bit, you know, because they've been here in two weeks, he's going to go, he's going to go. He's not going to go, but, you know,
2: maybe it unsettles them a little bit ahead of this game. Maybe it it would have had some impact earlier, but, you know, a couple of days back, Rogers uh, himself, he, he clarified that uh, he's not interested joining United or, uh, for that matter, any club, uh, midway. And secondly, I don't know why. I mean, was he, uh, you know, uh, trying to mock us or I don't know. But he said that, yes, uh, they already have a very good manager leading the club. (laughs) Sorry. So, uh, yeah, apparently he he isn't interested. And uh, that's that's a good news uh, for, for me at least. I don't want him at United. So, I think the the dressing room atmosphere should be fine now. Yeah, uh, All the things are, well, are slightly yeah. cooled down. Yeah.
0: We'll leave aside who should be the next United Manager. That is a conversation that might come up in the week or two weeks. Yeah. I don't know when it will come because we've been waiting for that to happen, it's not going to happen right now. But anyway, Nishikant um, about Chelsea, uh, they drew the last game, uh, you know, which was a little bit of a surprise. It should not have. Mm. Uh, but goal scoring seems to be a problem for Chelsea at the moment. Um. You know, I mean, they, I know they're missing strikers, but uh, it is a problem. I mean,
1: to be fair, goal scoring has been our problem ever since Diego Costa left. You know, we would have games wherein we would go on a flurry, and we would score a lot. But in general, you know, we we are not the team that would that you would expect to score a lot of goals. We we would manage to obviously uh, under Uh, Tuchel, uh, you know, with the defensive assurity that his system provides us, uh, it gives us the confidence that, you know, if we score one goal, we probably win. We we won't concede. So that's definitely a problem. Although uh, you know, I wouldn't say goal scoring is a problem for us because I think that, you know, uh, I don't think, uh, except Liverpool, any team has scored more more goals than uh, Chelsea this season. Uh, What it is, Our problem is that we do not have a a reliable and consistent uh, source of goals. We are dependent on sometimes our, I mean, most of the times our fullbacks, defenders are scoring uh, from set pieces. Sometimes uh, we have our midfielders contributing. Uh, So in a sense, it's a good thing that we have uh, kind of diversified, you know, uh, the way our goals are coming in and we are not really, Uh, dependent on one particular person that if he gets injured, then we do not really have anyone else to score. So it's a good thing in that way, but we definitely need someone who's a reliable and consistent uh, source of goals. And uh, I, I just think maybe Lukaku needs more time to adjust to the system. And Tuchel said that Lukaku needs time to adjust to the system and our players need time to adjust to Lukaku as well. So hopefully, uh, you know, going forward, we could see, you know, we you know we could be in a situation wherein we are confident that we would at least get one goal for sure from one of our uh, main strikers, be it Lukaku or Timo Werner. But as far as scoring is concerned, we have scored enough, but uh, there is still that worry if if a, if we play a team that parks the bus that plays a low block and they happen to score first before us then it becomes a little challenge for us because we do not have that uh, you know someone who can unlock that uh, defense and that also boils down to the you know uh, the way we play so i'm hoping that we would uh, see more of attack minded midfielders like ruben and uh, mason mount uh, you know getting uh, chances in the team mason mount obviously have been uh, than just you know having a more uh, kind of conservative minded people like uh, Jorginho, kanté and and and, and kovačič in the yeah. in, in the midfield mm-hmm. so that's something to kill definitely needs to work out but uh, as far as Leicester are concerned uh, that that's a tough game for us you know it's, it's a pretty tough game uh, mm-hmm. although you know to be to be fair, uh, Leicester, by their own standards, haven't been doing well this season. They haven't had the best season, uh, the best start, and best last 10 games or 11 games, uh, whatever has no. happened so far. So uh, that's definitely there. But uh, yeah, I mean, there, there is that concern that if they play a low block, and uh, tukel confirmed Lukaku won't be playing tomorrow. So it, it could be... So I'm. Uh, most likely so Werner will be will.
2: going again with uh, eight defenders as some people claim to be
1: yeah eight, eight defenders and second highest goal scores. so uh, I mean people can claim
2: so long as we score right <laughs> yeah. so
1: it looks like it'll be Werner so let's see if 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 we if, how Leicester play I mean they, they would be desperate for uh, to you know t- uh, for a turnaround in fortunes and they have really underperformed. So, um, yeah, I'm just hoping that, uh, you know, one of our fullbacks can score because <laughs> I don't think we have a striker right now that can score, but hopefully Reese James or Ben Chilvin chip it. They, they have been pretty uh, consistent for us and very reliable in that sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Just to put, I know others is not here, but the stand there for you is that in the last four games, Chelsea have scored only one goal in three of those games. So, not scored more than one goal. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a recent problem. Before that, they did score seven against Norwich, and then they scored four against Malmo. So, there is that. Uh, But, that being said, Leicester had their own troubles. I mean, as you said, uh, uh, yeah, they have not done that really. I'm looking at, actually they haven't mm. won any of their last uh, four games the, uh, they, they have problems
1: in their, their defense uh, yeah, bit especially but... Fofana was it who broke his leg
0: yeah fofana's uh, is out yeah. um, I believe they're having a he bit was an important
1: player for, at for central him, defense so, yeah
0: but yeah. uh, it, Johnny Evans is back now so that
1: could yeah.
0: help them hmm. uh, but yeah. anyway yeah I mean that's, that's something to to look at for, for Leicester I mean uh... alright let's just do predictions in this one Sagar what do you think
2: uh, I'll go for a two nil win for Chelsea. Two nil win for Chelsea. Uh, I don't see Leicester
1: scoring yeah. any goal. So... Yeah. Yeah. Uh I was gonna say one nil, but you know, I'll I'll go for two nil. I don't Chelsea. really think we'll concede, but uh, you know, we might not be able to score more than one goal, but I'll still say two 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 nil
0: to Chelsea. All right. Well, it's quite Oh, I think you know what. Uh, I think it'll be two one to Chelsea. I think Chelsea will concede. It just feels less to have a bit about them offensively. They might not have as much defensively, but they do have something. Offensively. Yeah, but two one is what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know. Just, just you know, there's no, there's no rational explanation for these things. Which yeah. Is, uh, you it's know, just a just hunch. hunch. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, as long as Chelsea win, that's that's all that matters, right? Two one, I think that's what it will be. Uh, anyway, we'll move on to the next one. We'll move on to uh, another game to talk about. And uh, oh, man, there's quite a few big games, actually. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, Watford uh, against Manchester United. I mean, that is uh, it's not a big game on paper. But I tell you what, there's so many subplots and so many sub stories to talk about. Um, can't cover all of them. Cannot cover all of them in this one. Uh, but Sagar... Uh, Let's try to focus on this game. Let's you know, let's, let's try not to focus on the noise around because there's a lot of noise around United. Obviously, let's try to focus on this game and this game particularly. Uh, and I guess the first question to ask is: uh, I mean, should you know, if if United lose to Watford, I mean, do you sack Solskjaer knowing that there's a game coming up in three days? Uh, do you keep him to Chelsea? What 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 would the thought What what, what is what is he thinking? What are the players thinking? Because I mean, there's so much. Going on around are you focused on this game, and what do you think the consequences of, of the results should be?
2: Uh well, you know, if unfortunately, if we manage to lose against uh, Watford, you know, so I mean, when you say unfortunately, can...
0: unfortunately, I just thought you said unfortunately we managed to win. But okay, you went.
2: Lose, <laughs> no, so. because see, 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 uh, you <laughs> know, as much as I would like Solsha to go, but you know, uh, a United loss always—it's—it's it's painful. So, Mm -hmm. I won't go to that extent that, uh, you know, uh, just for uh, the sacking of manager, I -hmm. I don't want my team to lose. But yeah, if unfortunately, if we lose, so I guess, you know, uh, right there and there, uh, you know, in front of the fans, you know, (laughs) you can just make a public announcement about his sacking. So, yeah, I I, I would like to see him go ASAP, whether we lose or win tomorrow. But yeah. The meta, you know, the, the yeah. reality no
0: well, the thought is good the issue is to make a public announcement you actually have to be at the stadium and none of the united owners see you actually are at the stadium they won't be they're not going to be anywhere near yes, that stadium yes, uh, tomorrow yes. they're not going to be there they might make a tweet out possibly but they're not going to be there at the stadium i mean <laughs> can't um so we united tried out the back five uh you know and it looks like it's something that they want to continue with uh, i mean we had this discussion where we thought it was necessarily a, a good formation for united league it's. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, if do you think? I mean, again, do you still think it's a? It's not a good formation for United. If it's not, what do you think they should really play?
1: So I mean, it could be a good formation for United. What I was trying to say uh, when I said that United shouldn't go with a back five against City was because they're not used to playing in that formation right so against one of the best teams in the country if you try something new and catch them off guard then it's you know masterclass right but if you don't and and spe- and, and we saw the goals that you conceded against city both of them were were avoidable one of them was an own goal unfortunate uh, sometimes happened but i still think uh, b- b- Van Bisaka was it. Right?
0: Bye, bye, uh, bye. Bye.
1: Sorry. Yeah. He should bye, have yeah, cleared it the properly. Goal.
0: Goal.
1: Yeah. The second goal, I, I really don't know what happened. Uh, you, no, it, way. none of us like know what happened. Even, just, happened. even the players yeah. don't know
0: what happened. Yeah. the players yeah.
1: Everyone just slept <laughs> off and Luke Shaw, I don't know what he was doing. He was just standing there. He did not realize. Neither did. I, I don't think, I wouldn't blame De Gea. You People can blame De Gea, De Gea here because he got beaten at his near post uh, with a very tame shot. But I don't really think even he ex- expected that Luke Shaw will just go, you know, uh, just sleep yeah. in the middle of the p- pitch and, you know, won't know what's happening around him. Mm-hmm. So I, I think everyone got caught off guard. So both both the goals were avoidable. And that's exactly why I was uh, saying that, y- you know, United should not just go with a new system because it takes time for players to understand what they need to do in a new system. Yeah, yeah. So, Trying no, I... that against the biggest, you know, probably the strongest team in the league was pretty risky. But back five definitely gives you more solidarity, right? So, if, if players mm-hmm. can understand their roles and a lot of United goals, uh, even if you look against the game against Liverpool, uh, there, will, there are a lot of individual mistakes that happens uh, from people like Maguire and Luke Shaw and your other defenders uh you know that results in those goals so with a back five it at least gives uh the uh these defenders a bit more cover right uh, uh you know to do certain even yeah. if one of the defender is out of the position one of the center backs is out of the position you still have two people covering
0: him yeah i just so yeah, i mean it, it's yeah it's more about the personnel really but in the back five than anything else because I mean, this is the traditional approach is that in a back five, you don't play three center halves. You never play in a back, you never play three center halves. What you do is you play one center half and then you play two fullbacks who can defend on either side. That is the way you normally play it. In the modern day, we probably you probably play two center halves and then you play one fullback who can defend. And that's normally how you do it because you're at three center halves. All you're doing is you're just putting three people in the middle who have no idea what to do going forward. And then you kind of you know get pinned back. And then your two wing backs are supposed to be wingers who can defend. Obviously, in the modern game, again, you know, you don't generally get wingers who can defend. So, they're generally,
1: yeah, but, again... But, but in your case, Maguire is... I mean, it's, he is uh, culpable defensively at times, but he's still decent on the ball. Yeah, so, I, I...
0: You know... I mean, I, I don't know what... I mean, Maguire, I, I just feel like he's... He, I think... I, I just Let's, like let's
1: not... I don't think he's a United-level player. player. I mean, let me get that straight. I, I'm not defending him. I don't think he should be... Uh, he shouldn't be at United, uh, a club at the level of Manchester United, let alone be captain of the club, but he's not too bad on the ball. So if, if you're looking for, you know, if if you think that, okay, if we play three, uh, a back five, maybe we won't have someone to go forward with the ball. I, I think you can still manage that with uh, United, uh, with uh, Maguire. Yeah. But the thing is, you're. Diff- uh, I no, don't know I, if it's yeah. a tactic issue or... The thing is, they, no,
0: it should yeah. be Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw's got to play as a left-centre half. If you're really wanting someone to carry the
1: ball, it's got to be Luke Shaw. Yeah, you, he's you, probably the most technical of all that. the... But who would you play as a left-wing-back?
0: Alex Telles. Alex Telles. Alex, Alex, Alex they, you know,
1: Literally the guy and
0: who was signed to be a left-wing-back. Yeah. Alex Telles. You play him, right? Yeah, but forgot the, about him. Again, I mean, it goes back to personal issues, right? Alex Celeste is basically Donny, the Brazilian Donny van de Beek. Again, a player who doesn't, you know, he scores <laughs> a goal against uh, Villarreal. And uh, yeah, it was Villarreal. He scored a, goal, a brilliant goal against Villarreal. We haven't seen him since then. Unless Luke Shaw got injured twice and came off. So he came back, came on. And otherwise he doesn't play. You know, nobody talks about him because he's not Donny van de Beek. But I mean, he's pretty much the Brazilian Donny van de Beek at this point. Um, but I mean, Saga, that's that's another question, isn't it? Personnel. Um, there's talk about Jalen Sancho being a right wing back. I don't know how that's going to go over now. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. I think that's that's a wrong move. But uh, um, if you were to pick teams now, let's, let's talk about Osaga. Uh, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on this. But uh, if you were to pick your eleven, I don't. We don't want to talk about all eleven players. But who are the players that need to be in that team for this game? I mean, you know, just who do you think needs to be in that team for sure? It doesn't matter who else plays, but these guys need to be in. Would you have? Do you have any picks for that?
2: Uh, see, I I would love to see Alex Tears back. Uh, first of all, I, I want him. Uh, second, uh, especially now that Pogba is not there, at least now, please, uh, you know, it's, it's high time to bring uh, Van de Beek. You mm-hmm. know? So yeah. these two, you know, they, they need to be there. And probably, you know, uh, go with the front two, uh, like we did uh, a few matches back, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, Ronaldo as well as Cavani. So that that gives, you know, uh, that that's a more lethal combination so yeah. i would love to have these players uh,
1: you, you know in my opinion signing of ronaldo has really had a negative impact on bruno fernandes because he was good. so good uh, last season i i think when you have a player like that you should you know make your team play around him and and you know we can see it in the stats that he has suffered i mean you know it might just be a coincidence but he doesn't look That involved in the team, he has to because obviously Ronaldo isn't gonna run right. If you play Cavani as a forward, he would still run like a dog all all over the place and he, you know, uh, kind of defends from front, which Ronaldo has never done. He doesn't do today, and and that's not a criticism. You see, we we have different things from different players.
2: We we have never been a pressing team uh, since, you know, like a very long time. So, uh, you cannot point out uh, single-handedly towards Ronaldo. I'm not... No, I'm I'm not saying... Yeah, that's what I said. It's not a criticism that he does. Of course, when you compare Cavani and Ronaldo, definitely Cavani has a much better work rate. He, he, you know, he tracks back. Uh, He is good at pressing. So, that is definitely uh, an added advantage. But uh, as far as Bruno is concerned, yes, uh, the stats, you know, They have not been uh, that good as compared to the previous season. But if you see some of our goals, you know, wherein both Bruno and Ronaldo, they have combined and they have scored some very good goals.
1: Bruno is like a, you know, world-class talent. So, whenever he's involved, it's going to be something spectacular. But What I'm trying to say is you need to make sure that he's involved in those positions where he can, you know, make an attacking difference because he has to... If he has to cover on behalf of another player, then that's not something uh, good in terms of... Because we have seen what Bruno can do United. It's not like, he, you know, he's, it's his first season. We have already seen that this guy is a phenomenal player and the team should be built around him rather than a 36-year-old, uh, trying to yeah. serve a 36-year-old. I
2: mean, you yeah, no, believe the team is... No,
0: I think so, the thing yeah, with pressing right. is you can't have one person pressing. Because you have one person pressing, you're, yeah, that's a disaster. Because all you're doing is putting that person out of position, right? I, don't, I think to Saga's point, that had never been a pressing team. So to suddenly tell them, now you've all got to press this team, it's not going to work, right? Um, the one thing that I do like about Cavani is not just his work. I think he's a, he's a player who's very different to Rashford and Greenwood. And he allows Ronaldo to be Ronaldo, right? Because with Rashford and Greenwood, it almost feels like Ronaldo has to hold their hand. Or it's to be like, okay, you know, I've got to help them out. Uh, whereas with Cavani, it's like, you know, don't need, you don't need me to help out because I mean, I know what I have to do. The team, so I just feel that Rashford and Greenwood are not at that level that Cavani is at in terms of his forward play, and I think it just helps Ronaldo because even against Atlanta, I know people talk about Spurs and they play with Spurs, so pathetic. But even against Atlanta, the, you know, Ronaldo scored that second goal when Cavani was in the field. He just mm-hmm. looked like a different player for those 10 minutes that Cavani was in the field. He looks a different player. I think it helps Bruno. It helps everybody. But the problem, again, is that, that
2: midfield. And
0: I don't know. I don't know what the combination is. I don't think he knows what the combination is. He's the midfield, make it up it the
2: defence, you know, everything uh. is in such a sorry state of affairs, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Let's I mean just it's not less, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's not go yeah, talk I mean, yeah, about yeah. Let, You guys get need there. to
1: get rid of Pogba, you know, because uh, y- 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 it's clearly, uh, for whatever reason, uh, it's not working out. And, and you know, when you have a player who's on so much salary and so much money he has costed, it would kind of feel guilt. A manager would feel guilty not playing him. Uh, and, and, you know, he's one of the, and, you know, I don't know. Uh, I'm just, you know, making an opinion here. Uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but when you have that, if if the board is saying that, you know, we have a marketable player in Paul Pogba, so you should uh, play him more or kind of indicating that to uh, Ole, then that also becomes a problem because he, he's clearly not working out. And and now, uh, you know, again, uh, if rumors are to be believed, he's asking for 500,000 pounds per week mm-hmm. for a player who's, really needs a world-class player like Kante or Pirlo beside him to kind of uh, succeed. Then you do not deserve uh, that kind of money if you cannot do it alone. Definitely, right? Yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, so, he's not
0: going to play. He's not going to play. The, he's not going to play until January. He's out, uh, which is as I injury? said before. That's Paul Power's MO. He yeah. Starts off well, he was, then gets injured. He
2: was red carded, yeah. and now he's hmm. injured uh, with the national team. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think this happened. So, uh, this uh, happened and, and I don't
1: seasons. know what has yeah. do, uh, Van der uh, done to piss Soleil off. I mean, that that guy uh, wouldn't get a chance if he was the all <laughs> other ten
2: Something personal. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, don't I just know I, I don't think I, I think I just think, and this is my opinion. I think he was signed initially because they thought they were gonna lose Pogba. I think that's why they signed him. But I think they signed him because Oli thought he could be a player that he is not. They thought he could be this sort of creative winger, you know, slash. That's how Pogba plays. He plays as a creative winger and then he plays as a central midfielder. I think he thought that Van Der Beek could be that player. He's not, he's not a pogba, he's not a pogba light, basically. He's something completely different. And I just feel that Ollie doesn't know what he wants from him. And that's why he's not putting him in the team because he doesn't... It's a, trust, it's a matter of trust. Right? He doesn't trust him to, to do what Matic can do, which is close the game out. He can't trust him to do what Pogba can do, which is, you know, sometimes make that one good pass and open things up. Uh, you know, and, and I, I, I guess he just doesn't know what kind of player Van Der Beek is. But anyway, hopefully he will... There's a lot of rumours that he will start this, this weekend. Uh, and I think it's because now his job is on the line. So he's going to do whatever it takes to keep fans happy. I think he will start, but... Uh, I mean, you know, all you can do is give chances, right? And then hopefully Vanderbeek takes it and he and he proves himself and that's all we can hope for. But anyway, uh, Nishikand, your prediction for this one? I know we go, we can go, uh, you know, we'll probably have to do an episode, an hour episode on Oli and his problems at the club. So we'll leave that for some other time. But Nishikand, your prediction for this one?
1: Yeah, I think uh, United should be able to win this. Watford have had, uh, you know, they, they, they are not playing well. Uh, again, I, I know you would say these are the kind of games you lose and, 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 and don't do well in. But uh, I think United would win this uh, 2 nil or 2. Well, not 2 nil Your defence is very culpable. So 2-1. <laughs> Sagar?
2: Uh, I see a scrappy 1-0 win for United.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm you know, going to go a little bit bold. I'm going to say it's going to be 3-2 to United. I'm saying 3-2 because I just have a feeling they're going to be good in attack. Uh, and then somewhere, somehow, someone... Yeah, to that, that's probably feed. a
1: United kind of scoreline.
0: Yeah, 3-2 is probably what's going to yeah. be. It might even be 2-0 to Watford and then a second half comeback of all. <laughs> you never know what, <laughs> what you're going to get with United. I don't know Last what's going Last-minute goal
1: from Ronaldo.
0: Um, yeah, I, I'm just telling you, you know, normally, uh, these are the kind of games that say, you know, Watford are going to win. But, you know, I'm going to be positive. Uh, not for any reason. Just, you know, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to go into the positive frame of mind for this one and be like, whatever happens, happens. We don't care anyway at this point. Uh, you know, so 3-2, that's my prediction. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Liverpool against Arsenal. Now, that's a game Ooh. that is very, very interesting on paper, Nishikant, uh, because we were here uh, in September. We were talking about if Arteta loses, to Marvish, should he be sacked and all of that. Uh, obviously, you know, the car crash has gone somewhere else, uh, but Arteta's already turned this around. He's, he's made Arsenal. Arsenal are now a genuine top four contender. I don't think there's any doubt about it. They're a genuine top four team now. Or not a team, but a top four contender for sure. You
1: know. Yeah, uh, definitely, what a turnaround! And and especially with this uh, this uh, set piece coach that they have got. Uh, I forgot, uh, I can't re- recall his name right now. And they have scored, uh, I think, quite a few goals now from set piece since since he has been um, you know tra- uh, training them. So definitely a great turnaround. And I, I think it was, you know, th- they had a bad start to this season, and you could kind of. Uh, put the blame on the injuries uh, that they they have had uh, before the season mm. um, since the first international break uh, right they, they they have been playing really well i still don't know if they have it in them to you know challenge the top teams if if you'd like to call them uh, liverpool yeah, so City, chelsea you know the, big, the, the 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 teams because big i i three. still think that yeah the big big 3 the big 4 however you want to call it uh, i still think there is a significant gap in in quality between uh, especially between liverpool and arsenal there's a definite gap in quality if you if you if you go man man to man but uh, arsenal are clicking well uh, you know hopefully this international break would not hamper that uh, chemistry that they have developed and and they can continue, uh, you know, to do well. But in my opinion, this game is a lot more important for Liverpool to win than for Arsenal. I mean, Liverpool are behind West Ham. No disrespect to West Ham; they deserve to be where they are. They have been playing some phenomenal football. But Liverpool, you, you know, like I said, uh, you know, they should be challenging for title. Right? They, you, you would expect them to challenge for title and you know it's not like they have been doing well they have had some weird results in between that has got them gone uh, you know put them uh, down <laughs> where they are but w- when they have clicked they have been phenomenal Salah and mane both have been in really good form Firmino has been scoring goals so they, they are i i, I see them you know, says- if they click they're going to blow away arsenal is what i'm uh, thinking so I, I i'd say that for me, favorites are Liverpool because you know. Let's say even if Arsenal do not finish top four, if they finish in Europa League places, it's still a great season for them. Given no, the turnaround that they have made, and given the last season and all the uh, the new coach, new new players, and everything, it's it's still a great. It's still going to be a great season and great success for them. But I think Liverpool definitely need to win tomorrow's game because yeah. they would want to, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. We'll talk about Liverpool. We'll talk about Arsenal. We'll talk about Liverpool. We're jumping a little bit ahead. So, we'll talk about that. I just want to mention, though, Nishikan goes like, Mane Salah in great form for scoring goals. Firmino. I guess like that's like a yeah. thing, right? Like Firmino scoring goals to them and they we're doing very well because he's a striker, but he doesn't have yeah, I mean, goals apparently.
1: Yeah, but he ha- hadn't been scoring. Goal. I mean, I know what style. you meant. I know what you
0: meant. It was like a nice subtle dig there. I thought maybe a million <laughs> hundred. to A sagar though, um, how much does it help Arsenal? Because they're not playing weekend, they're not playing midweek games now, right? They're not playing those Thursday night football games. Um, how much has that helped? I, I feel like that's helped them a lot because they've been able to obviously minimize injuries and they've been able to have more time in training. How much has that actually helped them? Is it a coincidence or do you think um, it is You know, something that's... No, a
2: really I don't think that's a coincidence because if I remember at the start of the season, uh, we were doing one of the preview shows and mm-hmm. that was one of the major factors, you know, uh, mm-hmm. wherein we had put uh, Arsenal uh, for the top six contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the main reason because... They were not going to play, uh, you know, midweek uh, yeah. any time throughout the year. So, mm-hmm. definitely, that's going to help them with yeah. injuries and uh, the players are always fresh for the weekend matches. So, mm-hmm. yes, that's a big factor, definitely. Yeah.
0: Talking about Liverpool, uh, Sagar, I mean, Nishikan doesn't know the fact that there's something weird going on. He's actually meant the big four, big, I was saying big three, but then it is actually a big four because you got to include West Ham in that. Uh, you know, West Ham United, not Man United. They're not a big 14 this yes. <laughs> okay. unfortunately.
2: Um, yeah. But the
0: one thing that is an issue that might have been an issue is that defense. I mean, I watched the game against West Ham, and the one thing that I noticed was Fabinho. I mean, I know he's not played for a while. Fabinho just looked like, you know, he wanted to be anywhere except on that field. That they, the, the amount of times the ball was going through him, uh, even Van Dyke was like wondering what's going on. I um, mean, I thought even Allison was very yeah. really bad again. Uh, you know, maybe there's a frailty there in set pieces. That defence, though, that six players who had defence, the four, you know, defenders and then you've got uh, Alisson and Fabinho, that, that, that might be, a, is that just a one-off or do you think that's a concern for Liverpool? Uh, you know, No. That game?
2: I think that was a one-off day because uh, both of them were back for Brazil uh, midweek mm-hmm. uh, for the national duty and they looked good, pretty good, actually. And Fred so... looked good too, so you know, I
0: don't want to put too much emphasis on that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm very sure that was a one-off day. And mm-hmm. kudos to David Moyes. He, he, you know, uh, he came up with a good plan and the uh, mm-hmm. boys, they executed well. So yeah, it was an off day, but I think they'll be back to their original form this weekend. That's what she I'm hoping for.
0: Yeah. Is Virgil van Dyke done as a, as a top level, as an elite level center half? Is he done? Uh, is he? I mean, this is this is a controversial opinion. I have my opinion on this, but I'm just asking you, is he done? Or do you think, no, that he's still... He can I still hope get not, back but I,
1: I get your or? concerns. I, I hope, nobody I do get the concern. I mean, he has had a very bad injury uh, last season, and and we are definitely not seeing the Virgil Van Dyke we saw uh, prior to that injury, and in the season that Liverpool won the Champions League, their defensive frailties are what causing you know what's causing them to lose uh, you know uh, these games because their attacks been phenomenal. Right? They they don't have a problem in attack. Salah is scoring goals for fun, uh, so is Mane. He hasn't
0: scored for the last but, three games though, so he's going in a drought right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not, he's not, uh, I'm I was mean, kidding. But he has uh, not scored in his last three games. But talking he, not-
1: about drought, uh, you know, uh, strikers having droughts uh, to a Chelsea fan is, as is. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's just yeah. three games, then, you know. Uh-huh. So, but but yeah, I mean, the defensive uh, issues are something that should be a concern for Klopp because I, I don't know how fit. You know sometimes you know medically you're fit but then in a footballing sense you're not fit fit we we, mm-hmm. we have seen this with many players uh you know even if they come back from they're cleared by the medical team but they're not really fit fit right so i think that might be the case with uh, virgil van dyke and that was a really bad injury so it might take him a few more months to recover maybe this season so uh, we we will see that we will will get to know more i i think i'll have a more convincing answer for you next season if yeah. if uh, on whether van dyke is done or not but it's definitely something that Klopp needs to address in the time being whether it's a change in system or or, or change in personnel or uh, however he addresses it but it's it it needs to be addressed because ultimately if if liverpool end up not winning uh you know, uh, uh, the Premier yeah. League, or not not being able to compete properly in the Premier League, it would be down to the fact that they have been conceding a lot of goals.
0: Well, I, I, yeah, I, I thought Van Dijk was pretty okay against uh, West Ham. I He's thought, been okay, I thought, but I, I okay thought like is he was kind of, like he had actually saved maybe for... yeah I think he put yeah. Pro- he probably saved two or three goals with his interceptions and his you know which don't get a lot of attention interceptions and the anticipation you know people look at tackles and that kind of stuff. I thought he was pretty good in that sense. I think the real problem was the one in front of him and the one behind him. Who really bad games. But I mean, I do get there's a problem. There was actually the game against Montenegro where they were 2 0 up, Netherlands, and then they, they do 2 2 with two goals right at the end. So, you know, maybe there's.
1: And, mental... you know, you brought up Fabinho. I really don't think he suits Liverpool's system. He, yeah. he I, I don't really see. He, he needs time on game. the ball. Know, Fabinho or that...
0: Thiago, was Thiago is the guy with the thumbs. Sorry, Thiago. Up. Thiago yeah. 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 Uh, Fabinho is the different yeah, yeah, I
1: got confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fabinho as well. I mean, he he's okay. He has his good games the their midfield a, is not uh you you know the the defensive midfield or, or the or the center midfield that Liverpool has they they need uh, some good players I mean I, I don't think thiago I think, is cutting it I and think they're missing
0: fo- because yeah. you know, he's been injured um and then Harvey Elliott in. is injured uh, and I don't think o Harvey Elliott's
1: injury was a big one
0: yeah right? because uh, and he then has definitely really well. Yeah, I I no. think the issue is simply, you know, uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain and Thiago just don't cut it as midfielders. I think that's the issue. Thiago so definitely, lose, does, yeah,
1: Oxlade-Chamberlain didn't do well for Arsenal. There's no way he's going to sustain at Liverpool level. Elias is
2: out for a very long time. What about uh, Naby Keita? Uh, the Naby Keita is out for a long time. Basketball. Naby Elliott is
0: back in training. Injury. So, he should be okay. available. Is he?
2: Yeah, RV Elite wow. is Great. back Light like training.
0: Not he's not going to be back anytime, like not, not this weekend, but he should be back. Um, I guess by the end uh-huh. of this month or by early next because month, he should be back. Um it's been he, a while, it's been two, three months.
2: Very bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, he got
1: injured, I think, ago. in the first week or second week. Uh, Inter- yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I like think just
0: after was. the international break, maybe I think I, I can't remember, oh, okay. but, but it's been two, three months. So. it's
1: been a long
0: time. Yeah, but Keta is out for a, a little bit longer. He normally gets and that's too. again
1: a concern. How how long it takes him to be fit, you know, he yeah. might clear the medicals. That's How true. long are you really uh, gonna take to be match fit?
0: Yeah, match fit, and then do you get back to the level that you were at straight away? It takes mm-hmm. a while to build that rhythm, right? So yeah, uh, he's a young rhythm. player.
1: He he has time on his hands, so yeah, not really.
0: Yeah, Keita, unfortunately keeps getting injured all the time, so you know that's a sad concern for him. Yeah. But Miller, uh, uh,
1: Henderson is too old, so is yeah, Miller. Okay,
0: we'll talk about that because that is actually wait, we part up talk about Henderson. That's a good point. That we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but anyway, let's just do predictions. Um, Sago, what do you think?
2: I think this will be a goal fest, but still, I, I see a 4 2 win for Liverpool. 4 mm-hmm. 2 win yeah. for Liverpool,
0: all right, uh, Nishka? That was going to
1: be my prediction as well. 4 2. 4 2.
0: You know what? Yeah, I'll, say, I'll, I'll do you guys one better. 5 3 to Liverpool. How about that? No No, no logic. 5 wow. 3 so, <laughs> to Liverpool. Because this got 5 before, so 5 3 to Liverpool. Why not? Um. I do feel that Arsenal are a bit better defensively, though, than I, I think. And uh, that might be something to give, man. I think Liverpool, uh, they they first had they had that trouble against Chelsea, but they couldn't break down an organized defense. Um, and I think if Liverpool can get that sorry, Arsenal can get that midfield to be compact enough and they can get that defense, like how West Ham did it. Um, you know, I, I think I think they could pull mm-hmm. off a shock. I, I think they could, they really could. I I, because I I
1: think they don't have even Henderson or either Fabinho tomorrow.
0: Uh, I think well Henderson did play against England so he should be available Fabino might not be because of the international travel mm. that he has to do that might be an issue that I can completely agree with that maybe Fred also is not available um but in yeah, which in case, then,
2: case even Allison would be not available in, if no. that
0: is the case then yes uh, but I'm not sure I'm not sure how the quarantine rules oh. work I don't I, maybe Fabino oh, got that, injured or not that, a that knock?
1: then changes uh, <laughs> no 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 sure. but I, I think
0: Fabino might have picked up a knock against Brazil, that, yeah i, I think for
1: video uh, yeah i it. i don't
0: know um but you know with travel like i know Cavani has these issues and so he travels and comes back he's never fit for the game after so i know we'll have to wait and watch and see what happens uh, I'm not sure what the injury uh, news is right now. I've not done all my research on opposing teams. Uh, but anyway, we'll move on. Man City against Everton. And the complexion of this game kind of changes just a little bit because we've heard now Kevin Bruyne is out with COVID. Phil Foden's injured. Jack Willis got injured. I don't know how he got injured playing against Albania and San Marino. I don't know how you get injured when you're not even the starter in those games. But he's injured. Um, but Nishikhan, uh, it opens an opportunity for Riyad Mahrez, I think, because I mean he's a player who's sort of become a forgotten man. At uh, Man City, did well last season, and suddenly is on the on the periphery. The chance for him to probably try and stake a claim again in the team.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's, he lost his place to Jesus, uh, who, who started playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he started uh, yeah. playing really well now. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's a definitely a good chance for him to uh, make his way back into the team. Mm-hmm. But City really have very like. They, because they don't have a striker, they really need, uh, you know, their mobile players like De Brown and Foden to be uh, on top of the game, uh, right? So uh, their injury, I think, would be a big miss uh, again, and and I think it's a great opportunity uh, for Everton to kind of, you know, get a win that would boost confidence because they they they've been having a. Uh, you know, you know, uh, subpar season so far. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's definitely an opportunity for them. And I do see it, it, it's just as I mean, I think this game is just as important, for, uh, good an opportunity for Everton as it is for Riyad Mahrez for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, if if there is a time for Riyad Mahrez to stake his claim as the right winger, uh, it, it's it's now. Uh, and and he needs to uh, prove that he can contribute with goals and assess, especially in a team that doesn't really have a, a, a designated number nine, where they need uh, you know their attacking players and their uh, beat midfielders or, or the forwards to score. Uh, th- that's that's probably the uh, responsibility. That's the responsibility he'll need to take in in this setup right now. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to show Guardiola that he can be a reliable. Uh, uh, goal and assist maker, so that they get a chance. And uh, yeah. you know, as long as uh, we have injuries and they have injuries, and uh, Mahrez can be accommodated, this is the time. Mm-hmm. Because yes. I, I don't really think that he's better player than ford though. Uh, he's yeah, a great I mean, player. Yeah. plays
0: on the left anyway? I think Maris plays on the right. Yeah. so they don't. Yeah. yeah, um, the player there. I mean, it's so interesting, isn't it? That we talk about taking claims. Here we're talking about Donny Van der de Beek, twenty-five million pound player taking a claim. We're talking about Ruben Loftus Cheek and Academy progress taking a claim. And then when you come to City, we're talking about 60 million pounds, uh, Riyad Mahrez, and 50 million pounds, Ryan Sterling. Yeah. To lines. I mean, that, that's the levels. That I'm, this is not a dig at City, by the way. It's just, it's just levels, isn't it? Yeah, and it's just the, know,
2: Yeah, It's left, uh, yes, I mean, You
1: know, when, when Foden when might play on bringing, left, but uh, they can uh, probably accommodate, something. put Jesus there right now because he's injured. But if Foden comes what back... What about
0: Peran Torres? He available. No, I think he's still injured. Um, I believe he's injured. I believe he got injured. Um, no, the thing with with the with the VJ will probably be that Jesus will play as a striker and then Real Mares will play on the right, and then they'll probably move Bernardo Silva into midfield because he can play anywhere. So I would assume that's and then probably Sterling will play on the left. I guess that's that's what so I I think that's that's how it will work. Um, I I don't know. We don't know what Guardiola will do. We have no idea what he does with his (laughs) tactics. So, we can only speculate. Um Saga, might play John
1: Stones as a there. <laughs> yeah, you could.
0: well, I mean, John Stones scored a lot of goals. I think he was at, the, at one point, he was probably the second or third highest scorer anyway in the season. So, yeah, they could probably play him there. Uh, Saga, speaking of John Stones, speaking of that midfield, um, obviously, we had the whole discussion about Rodri and how good he's been this season. Uh, but it's that defense uh, has just, I mean, after all the money that they've spent, and again, this is not a ticket city. I mean, it is a ticket city. But the seems to have got that right. They've got that back five combination with the goalkeeper. They've got that right, um, you know, finally.
2: Yes, they have. And, uh, you know, especially the wingbacks. backs uh, you know. Yeah, Cancelo. Uh, Cancelo, yeah. He yeah. has been sensational in the mm. past few matches. Uh, he has been such a, a revelation. So, I think uh, they are gelling nicely, uh, the back four. Mm. And, uh, of course, they have a very good keeper. So, and I don't think defence was, uh, you know, a uh, major issue for pep's team uh, and for the city team so yeah they, they look pretty sorted pretty comfortable i don't see any
1: problem now yeah i mean barring an off day here and an off day there defense was has never been a major issue for uh, exactly uh, yeah. you know them well, because of the way they play but yeah. uh, with Cancelo in the team, I mean, I think he has been the most consist- consistent outlet in terms of attack right now. With goals, yeah. assists, yeah. creating yeah. chances, mm-hmm. so that guy has been really, really well. And that's probably <laughs> the reason why they're not uh, miss, uh, you know, regretting not having signed a or not having gone yeah. for that's kept right. a backup option other than Harry Kane, right? Yeah. So. Uh, you know, it's yeah. scary what this team would look like if they do sign a, a reliable goal scorer. Yeah, well, I
2: mean, They already a... have such a, you know, good depth in the team. Mm-hmm. You know, now we are talking about injuries. Some uh, mm-hmm. of the major players, they'll be missing out. And yet, despite that, they still have such a good team. I'm, I'm just worried that, you know, <laughs> instead of 5 nil or 6 nil, maybe we'll see a, a, a few lesser goals. That That's what yeah. the only difference. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a magnificent and and the one thing about City is that Liverpool will lose players for Afcon, Chelsea will lose Mendy for Afcon, which is gonna be a big deal. Hmm. Um City and not I Liverpool don't think City would
1: as... lose Salah, that, that would be a big loss.
0: Yeah, I think City will be
2: both
1: yeah and oh Mali, yeah Mane. And
0: Mane. yeah they'll lose both yeah. i mean city and kata as well uh who'll also be going if he's fit yeah. enough kata will go as well but city i mean Marez might go i don't know if Algeria have qualified then he might go but other than that they're not losing anyone they're just you know and they don't even need him so i mean this is gonna be like mobs into uh that period but anyway we'll see what happens there uh she got a prediction for this one hmm. yeah three
1: nil to city
0: I thought you were going like Everton. This is a good chance for them, but then it's like okay. yeah. I mean, it's but a good no chance, chance
1: for them, but I, I don't. There's know. a good I mean, chance,
0: but there's still no chance.
1: Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, even 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 you know, with the 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 first eleven, even even with the first eleven players out, City, like Sagar said, they really have uh you know yep. they have depth in their squad. Mm-hmm. Th- that's one of their strengths. So uh, it, it's not really. And especially against an Everteen, Everton team that simply hasn't haven't been playing well, uh, I don't see this being a big challenge for Manchester City. They should mm-hmm. still be able to breeze past Everton.
2: Yeah, um, Sagar. Yeah, as Nishikan said, uh, I I you know I would like to add further that Everton do have a chance. So instead of losing 5 final, maybe you know they can reduce the defeat margin. And yeah. Yes, I would like to go with a three nil win for City.
0: Yeah. I thought you were going to say so five and I'm going to go five one because I'll give them a chance to score a goal. Um I think that's I think they'll win two-nil. And the only reason I'm saying two-nil is because after two goals I'll probably take it easy and be like, we'll just control the game and you know we won't push ourselves too much. I think that's why. Not that they can't score three, four, five goals. I think after two, they'll kind of just stop. So two-nil to City is my prediction. Um and it'll be interesting to see what happens with Rafa Benitez after that, because I mean, uh, the start of well hasn't gone so well for Everton so far, but maybe that is something we'll look at. And the reactions as to what what that means for uh, for Bainty's final game, uh, Spurs, uh, still uh, without a win for a while. They take on Leeds. I mean, if there's ever a team that you want to play to get a win, it's probably Leeds United at this point. They've really been bad. Um, But before we talk, I mean, yeah, let's let's start with Leeds and then we'll come to Spurs. Um, Sagar, did you expect more from Leeds this season? I mean, uh, they're kind of safely in mid-table. I I don't think they'll get relegated, but I don't think they're going to go as high as maybe some people expected them to
2: uh yes i was expecting them uh, to you know keep up their good work uh, over the last season but uh, you know uh, bielsa's team they have always been very high pressing so it eventually you know shows up uh, on the players but still i didn't expect them uh, to be this bad, but uh yes they, they could have done better
0: yeah, I don't think they've been bad. Well, I mean, they are 15, so they're kind of bad. But I don't think they've yeah. been bad as such as they've been unremarkable. I think that's so. That was it's unremarkable. I think something that you'd expect. Here's an unpopular opinion. I just feel Bielsa is what Pep or Leeds is what Pep Guardiola would be if he didn't have the money to spend on players that he did. And that's not a dig on Pep Guardiola. I just feel that the style that these guys play, you need top end players. If you don't have the top end players, it's not going to work. It just it, you know you get the, the kind of results that you get with these. That's just my opinion. I know people. Do, don't people you think silly.
2: this is more applicable to Klopp uh, rather than same Pep Klopp as well? I think same with Klopp as well. The, Klopp, and yeah, but, but Kl- Kl- Klopp hasn't thing.
1: had to spend as much money as Guardiola, right? Klopp got uh, you know you know players. He identified players that that would fit his system. And he got yeah. them for reasonable amount of money. beat Sala, beat Mane, except also they, he, they needed desperately a defender, so they had to. overpay. yeah. They desperately and, needed, okay, a and, and they pissed off Southampton and,
0: and, and they and pissed off Southampton, so they had to.
2: Pay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he utilized his existing resources also very, very mm. well. Yeah. Like well, Anderson, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, he I, I think, around yeah.
0: No, I think Klopp would be in the same boat as well. We saw with Dortmund towards the end. The only thing, what I'm saying is, I'm not talking about the money spent. I think I'm talking about if you don't have the best players to play those systems, like yeah. Leeds have good players who can hmm. play that system, but they can't do it consistently for 38 games. So, Pep and Klopp have identified players who if, can do it If Leeds
1: games. were in this position last season, being 15th, uh, last season, then nobody would have uh, said that, you know, people would said that, yeah, they're doing, you know, uh, yeah. well, they, they, they'll probably stay up. But the, the, the bar different. that they set last season, and I, I think, you know, they've been unlucky with injuries as well this season. Yeah. They had injuries to Bamford and the other players as well. Uh, plus, then, you know, the, I did not expect them to be 15th at this point in time, to be absolutely honest. But I also knew that uh, they might not be able to replicate the success that they, they had last season. Yeah. Then there is always that second season syndrome, right? You know, mm-hmm. you just come up from uh, Champions League, you're excited about be, playing in Premier League, staying championship. up, you championship. give it your all. Yeah, championship, sorry. <laughs> <No>. and, and, <laughs> and you give it your all. Plus, then there is the taxing football that blsa makes makes you play, right? That that's gonna take a toll on, on, on these players. So I think it's a it's a accumulation of all these factors, which is why Leeds are where they are. Mm-hmm. But uh, I also believe believe uh, you know that they're not gonna go down. They're probably gonna stay up. Uh, they might have a better second half of the season than the you, you know or whatever like. Uh, first, but be- better uh, rest quarters of the season than the first part of the season that they've had. I think Aston
2: uh, Villa and Leeds, you know, they they are having a similar season, like yeah. as compared to yeah. last season, mm-hmm. they are, uh,
1: yeah, you know, uh,
2: significantly underachieving this
1: season. Yeah, yeah. O- only difference is that Leeds haven't really invested a lot in the team mm-hmm. compared to last season compared to uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, I, yeah yeah anyway I, yeah it's just i mean i guess it's the glass ceiling right we talk about it. you get like to 10th or 9th is pretty easy to get to but then to take that final step into those european yeah. spots it's, yeah. uh, it's a and i don't thing, think even Leeds board step.
1: expect them to you know, better what they did last season. They I think okay. their aim last season was to stay up and it probably would be the same. This yeah, I think season
0: most fans very... and,
1: and as spectators,
0: we kind of expect that. I don't know if the, the board expects that. But anyway, speaking of I, mean, Spurs, I don't think
1: even the fans, fans would be happy if they just stay up.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he put pressure on them. It's okay. that's yeah, it's fine. Uh, we do that with them, with all teams. It's okay. Uh, um, we'll talk about Tottenham. But if you want to talk about Tottenham, this is an interesting thing. So we're talking about Hayek, and he scored seven goals against uh, Albania and San Marino. apparently he He's back as <laughs> you've got Harry Maguire who's going uh, you know like you know like he's got something he, he thinks he's back as well again he scored against Albania and you know you've got Jordan Henderson who were two very good games against Albania and San you know he's apparently you know are, are we putting too much i mean i, I mean is this a case of us uh, saying well the international break has helped them you know play against these lower league teams uh, in effect and then you know try and get their form back and their confidence back are we trying to put or is it like just looking for some kind of justification uh, for players to you know try to justify their values and the hype that they have, um, maybe uh, I, I asked both of you guys to answer this. Let's start with uh, you, Michigan. Um, You know,
1: I, I'm not even sure it's a confidence <laughs> issue when it comes to Harry Kane. Well, Harry I think Kane it's basically more a motivation issue.
0: Yeah. Well, the story is Harry Kane apparently begged to play against Sun, you know, like he was like, I want to play against Sun, you know? because I, I, mean, you know, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I, I as a striker, I mean, I he, it, but
1: he, yeah, he would like to score goals. He would like to get his name on uh, on the sheet, and it. He probably thinks, but I think in deep down, I, I think he's he, you know, he, he's gone in his head. He was gone in his head. He he thought that he would leave. Uh, Guy did a one-hour interview with uh, Gary Neville, where he kind of indicated that, yeah, I mean, uh, I would like to leave now. If someone pays hundred million dollars, then Tottenham will let me go, and that's what he was really thinking that that would happen. And Daniel Levi just cost him a lot of million dollars in in, in salary that would have got at salary City.
0: On
2: bonus, so, yeah.
1: yeah, so I, I think uh, it, it's a motivation thing as well. And but but the good thing now is that they really have a very good coach. Uh, so before he kind of uh, falls out with his player, he makes a very good reputation with them, <laughs> right? He makes a very good relation with them. So he he's one of the those kind of coaches who can really uh, you know bring Harry Kane back into form and maybe the reason why Harry Kane begged to uh, play against San Marino was most likely so that Antonio Conte can see that he can still score, right? Whether Harry Kane is still you know mo- motivated enough to kind of get back into that and whether he can still have that kind of relationship, what he had with the club and with the fans. Because to be honest, wherever I see on social media, Tottenham fans are not too thrilled about Harry Kane since, since he uh, you know, publicly uh, not declared, but whatever happened before that, uh, they, they're not very key, uh, yeah, spent, thrilled about uh, Harry Kane mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, well, so, yeah,
0: uh, we do spend a lot of time talking about Harry Kane uh, and his future. Um, but I mean, yeah, just bringing back to the original point. saga so I mean, uh, you know, I'll be in San Marino. I mean, I, no disrespect. I mean, well, there's some disrespect to these teams. I mean, they are not that good. But the thing is, is that, about, you know, my original question really is not about just Harry Kane. It's about all these players thinking somehow that they're big time because they're scoring against these, you know, lower league clubs. Um, it, I mean, is that is is that, uh, you know, I, I don't even know where, where to go with that because I just feel like these are the players who are thinking, okay, I've scored, I mean, uh, Harry Maguire's celebration or or somebody else thinking, I mean, the fans are going crazy as well, thinking about, uh, uh, you know, somebody scoring goals and assists. I mean, is it wise just to really hype these players up on these games and, and you know, you know I, have a level-headed I,
2: approach? I, I was reading the other day, uh, San Marino, you know, in the history of uh, the international football, uh, they have scored 28 goals, and they have considered 550 goals. You know, <laughs> let
1: that sink in. So. Uh, yeah, they I concede mean, like five it, goals almost every time they play England.
2: On an average, yes, yes, they they always they always concede. So I don't think it 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 doesn't matter. You know, whether you score 10 nil or 12 nil, and you know, even if uh, Harry Kane has managed to score four goals. But I still don't think, you know, if, if that was just to impress uh, Conte, I don't think Conte is, you know, someone who will be <laughs> impressed by, uh, do, you know, this type of thing. And uh, for me, if, if, you know, I wear Conte, so I would rather look at developing Sun more than Harry Kane, because, you know, Sun is someone who can definitely give you more output. Now, if we, if we consider you know uh, he's probably been the best of,
1: player this season too son yeah. exactly hmm. exactly
2: yeah yeah so you know if if I were Conte I would definitely try to you know uh, groom uh, son you know no uh, but I think you know more than hurricane
1: son is a really good player but when he and Kane clicked together Tottenham looked like a different team uh, yes and yes, they've yes, had definitely. they have good chemistry good relationship as well. Right. So I think Antonio Conte should, you know, be looking to utilize that. They, they definitely need Harry Kane. If, ha- if you, you know, you can't get the best out of Harry Kane, sign a striker who can support Son, because he's not going to be able to do much with Lucas Moura. Right? He needs, uh, you, you need a, a good striker, and, and that's what brings Son alive. And he's a dangerous, dangerous and very good player so they need that so it, yeah. it, it's high time that antonio conte and daniel Levi sit down together and decide what, what what do you guys you know what should we do with harry kane because if his head is not in the right place they need a you know to focus on son and make sure that to make son successful they uh, you know buy some players around him who can make him successful because even even from a you know marketability perspective that guy is highly marketable it's, uh, I, I think entire South Korea <laughs> supports Tottenham because of Jung uh, Min
2: uh, yeah, he's smart. the
0: best. People, some, I, know, I know South Korea in the world, and yeah. Man United. Um, you know, uh, the, yeah, we I mean,
1: don't take that literally,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, but it's interesting though with Spurs, and let's talk about Conte because I mean, they didn't win against Everton, they, they played with 11 men against 10. So they probably should have, but they didn't. Um, but the back three, they went to the back three. Uh, it looks like it works for them because they've got players in theory, at least. We've got, uh, you know, Veguan looks better as a left wing back than he does as a, as a left back, you've got uh, Dyer who for some reason, I, I, I honestly, till, till today, I don't know what Daya wants to be, but I think he's probably a, a, a third center half is probably his best position um, in what he does. And then you've got Skip and you've got Hobi you can kind of hold it in. So, I mean, at this point, it looks like he's figured out his system, that that's the way he wants to play Saga, that he wants to play a, a, a back three and he's got players that can suit that system.
2: Uh, maybe it's too early to judge. I, I I would rather wait for a couple or, you know, two, three or four matches before, you know, Uh uh, making any opinion about this thing but yes that system looks good defensively but you know uh, attack is something which they need i to think work he upon. went
1: with that system because he knows it has worked in premier League before yeah i think that's yeah. his, that's he always did that's been, been successful
2: live with chelsea yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah that's always been so, back three has always been his system anyway like he plays True, that but, in-
1: but he did not start with back three at chelsea he tried with back four first uh until okay. he moved to back three right so what about Inter, uh, did three. he continue three, three. back? So yeah, three. Inter was three. Uh, three. Oh, okay. He Hakeem played a three a with Juventus
0: and... as well. I think he always yeah. played a three at Juventus. And he, he, yeah, I think three is Premier his uh,
1: go to system. Yeah, and I think he's trying that team. because he knows it can work in Premier League. He has that experience and, and mm-hmm. success with that. So that's definitely his go to choice. But, uh, you know, he can, you know, he might need to be flexible. And I, I, I agree with what you said, Eric Dyer probably. You know, somewhere between a defender and a midfielder, so might as well play him uh, as a third centre back.
2: He has played as a CDM, as a CM, as a CB. <laughs> I don't. Right know. What, he's what... He as a
0: right back as what... well. So he started out as a right back as well. I think he's yeah, oh, wow. I, I, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a weird one with Ekdai. He was linked with a lot of big moves at one point in his career. But mm, yeah, yeah. But so
1: was Delhi Ali.
0: Yeah. Well, Delhi Ali. It's really yes.
1: Interesting yeah. to see what happens with uh, Ali. How how uh, can yeah. Antonio Conte revived oh, his career. Yeah,
0: well, yes. Ali and, uh, and Dombale, I think are two players who are, uh, I mean, you know, we'll have to wait and watch what happens with them. Because for me, I mean, I don't know, I don't know where those two fit in. or uh, if they fit in, I don't know. Um, but we'll see what happens with that. And yes or no question. So do you think Spurs are favourites for the Europa Conference League because of Conte? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, all right. We'll just leave it at that. Um, you know, we won't expand further on that. Uh, but anyway, let's look at the uh, score predictions. Uh, Sagar, we
2: can start with you this time. Uh well, uh, it's a tricky question, but uh, I, I I would go for a one nil win for Spurs.
1: One
0: nil for Spurs. All right. Um, Nishkan. One one. One one a draw. Um, well, wow, that'd be interesting. A draw with uh, who are they playing again? They're playing uh... Everton, right? No, no, no. They're playing Leeds. No, no. Leeds. Leeds. Leeds.
1: Leeds. Yeah. Leeds. Yeah.
0: Sorry. A 1 1 draw with Leeds. I mean, you know what? A draw is not a bad result. I think it'll be 2 2. I just feel that there's going to be goals in it. I I, I think Leeds, I, I just feel that Leeds are a bit too open and that might allow Spurs to score goals. But then on the other hand, Spurs, I don't know where they If, I, if they're not motivated enough, they'll lead score goals as well. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting how to see that, that set up there. Uh, final questions for you guys, and then we'll close up. Uh, Nishikant, who's your if fantasy? If you are a fantasy Premier League person, who's your fun player? I not. Definitely. <laughs> but 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 I if somebody never. were watching the show and wanted to make a Premier League player pick, uh, who do you think should be definitely on the team for this weekend? Salah. Salah should be the team. Right, awesome. Well, everybody picks Salah. So, but yeah. All right. Salah, most Salah should be on the team. Uh, Sagar?
2: Uh I would have said Salah as well, but uh, you know just for a change. Yes. Uh maybe, uh, not yeah, maybe if not you know,
1: Salah. You pick yeah. Salah and I'll switch to Ben
2: Childer. Then. <laughs> uh yeah, sounds better. Or rather, you know, uh, even Reese James, uh, he he could be you yeah. know a uh, very good pick for this this particular week.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, you guys yeah. are way way too obvious. Already, what. Pick <laughs> yeah. Declan Rice. That's what Because they're, they're, they're playing uh, Wolves. Rice, Vesma, he, Vesma he's playing been wolves, having a really probably good Probably keep season, a clean though, sheet. This. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I
1: always this. thought that he was kind of overrated. But this season, yeah. Yeah, it's changing my mind.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I just go on the thing. Right? Because they're going to play Wolves. So they'll probably keep a clean sheet. So we'll get a point for that. And then you might see an assist or two for him. because you so know, w- w- have Wolves
1: haven't been playing that bad. Wolves have played well this season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. true. They have played well, but I, but I feel like uh, I still feel the like goal scoring is a problem for them this season. They haven't scored that many. So,
1: I, um, and West Ham are probably too good this season. Yeah.
0: So anyway, but we shall see what happens there. But you know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll look at it on, on Monday or Sunday whenever we do our preview show. and We'll see how that goes. But anyway, uh, thank you so much, Ashrikan. Thank you so much, Sagar, for joining me for this show today. Uh, really happy and really appreciate your support and uh, your contribution. Yes, definitely. And hearing your thoughts and insights, um, hopefully we won't get too many pelters for some of the things we said uh, on the show. But uh, enjoy the weekend. Hope your teams play well. Hope your teams win. Well, in Saga's case, hope our team wins. But I don't know who knows? Uh, you know, <laughs> just enjoy, enjoy the ride where it goes. But anyway, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Uh, thank you. Take care. And if you did enjoy watching this video, please remember to like, share, and subscribe uh, to the channel. And you know. Tell all your friends about it, you know, to watch these. I mean, we don't do them that consistently, but still, they're quite fun to watch. Uh, I can watch for that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, thank you so much. Have a good day or night. Whatever your time you're watching this, and we'll see you again soon. Bye bye.
2: 18 plus.